Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, finally, welcome to the first episode of Aggressively Wrong, um, podcast about sports and pop culture, music, movies, TV, video games, all that stuff, stuff that everybody talks about anyway. Um, I'm Caleb. Most of you that are watching this probably already know me. Uh, sent this out to pretty much everybody on my Facebook list at this point, and you guys go ahead, introduce yourselves. You want to go, John? Drama? Sure. <laughs> I'm Drama, John Lehman. Um, I've known Caleb and Todd here for, for about 17 years. Um, and we're going to have a good time talking about nonsense. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I'm Todd. I've known Caleb and John probably since I was about 15, 16 years old. And... Uh, Kind of the same thing. I I got asked to do this and get to talk about all the shit I talk about on a daily basis that probably everyone doesn't need to hear, but probably should at the same time. And we just kind of want everybody to join in and give us feedback, really. Yeah, I think uh, kind of what brought this on was, I don't remember even which one of us it was made a post on Facebook about something sports related and the whole comment section was just the three of us and Jesse who will probably be joining us hopefully at some point. Um, he's got two young kids. The rest of us have kids, but they're all a little bit older. So it's a little bit easier for us. Jesse's are like two and zero basically. So um, the whole comments were just us talking back and forth and bullshitting with each other, making fun of each other, agreeing with each other, disagreeing with each other. And I was like, why don't we do this in a way that everybody can enjoy it instead of just the comment section being the funniest thing that I do all day. So I was like, Hey guys, why don't we uh, go ahead and record this and have some fun with it. And there's a couple other people I reached out to who who knows, maybe down the line, they'll join us a little bit. But I have a feeling it's going to be the three of us the majority of the time. Um, we'll probably mess with the format a little bit. And sometimes we'll talk about sports. Sometimes we'll talk about way more pop culture stuff, movies, probably primarily. Um, we all are huge movie fans, drama especially. Like I tell my wife all the time. Yeah, you know the the guy that I talk about all the time that we that I take his movie opinion pretty seriously. She's like, yeah, the drama or whatever that used to sleep on your couch. I'm like, yeah, that's the one exactly. That's um, the guy. Yeah, that's that's him. So like, I I figure we have all similar taste in in movies, but also just different enough that this will get interesting. Right. Um, it's not going to be a bunch of us just hence uh, naming it aggressively wrong because I have a feeling occasionally one of us is just going to go way <laughs> off the rails. It's possible. Uh, so, be, yeah. That's probably going to be me. <laughs> I have anger issues. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, before we, we dive into something, Todd, why don't you uh, give us a little rundown of what you got behind you there because – I'm sure anybody that's watching this sees Mike Tyson's punch out above your noggin right now and is definitely intrigued. So uh, I'll probably change it up each episode. I got memorabilia um, everywhere. 
behind me. Uh, the boxing gloves are actually my grandfather's from World War II, I believe. They were in his World War II trunk uh, with his military outfit stuff. Mike Tyson signed photo for Mike Tyson's punch out. We got uh, Magic Johnson over here in the corner. Ronnie Lott, Mo Vaughn, uh, Pete Rose, Kevin Jones. Horace Schlesinger. I, I'm a Detroit fan, so I'm, I'm already in for a lot of shit. Um, Caleb as well. Uh, we got some bonos down here. Um, a handful of everybody from Dennis Rodman, Dwight Gooden, Bobby Hole. I got all kinds of autograph memorabilia. I, I think um, we could probably one of these times just do an episode where literally I could just walk around and show stuff. Yeah, like, or all we could talk about would be how awful some of the players are that you have memorabilia from. Like you just yeah. literally pointed to a Kevin Jones autographed <laughs> photo. I did. And I know you also have a Dwayne Bow signed helmet. So yes, it's not a great start with those two. Those are probably the uh, bottom rung of stuff that I have, but yeah, hey, not- you know, he's got some, he's got some bangers though too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got some absolute nuts, nutty stuff too. Like he's Bo got Jackson some, stuff, Bo Jackson sign stuff, oh, yeah. Peyton Manning, and like he's got some good stuff too. Well, you touched on something there too, Todd. Like obviously, we've talked about like the teams that we're all big fans of, and I know you and I. Anytime we're talking about the Tigers or the Lions, are coming with that we word you know, referring to teams as, as though we're a member of them. You know what I mean? He's a like, Boston fan. He's a Boston Red Sox. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's not the Tigers. It's Tigers the Lions fan. and the Red Sox. I'm, the, Red Sox I'm the lone, I'm yeah. the lone Tigers fan. That's the Mulvon swing, dude. That's right. Yeah. And drama is a White Sox fan. I don't know if Jesse used to root for the White Sox, I think. Was when I think he's so. Around, yeah. Cause I think he and I have talked about it before. But yeah, he's uh, Red Wings, Lions, Wolverines. I'm a huge Michigan fan. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's going well for you this week. It's 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 a fun week, fun year, fun year. Yeah, overall, Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I thought about doing a thing where like I would have a little counter in the corner that just anytime one of us referred to a professional or college sports team as we, I just get that counter going. Because I know drama, you and I used to. Well, you and I used to talk about like 15 years ago how annoying that was. Like somebody would be like, "Oh, you know, all we every now and then too. All we got to do is this. Like we're one one piece away from being a uh, whatever." And I was just guilty of it like five minutes ago before we started recording. But now I do it all the time. I used to hate it. Literally, I would just be like, somebody would say we, and I'd be like, "Oh, what did you play for him?" Right. Are you uh, are you on the roster? Uh, yeah. Hey. And now Seattle, I'm... right? <laughs> What's that? The twelfth man in Seattle. They're all they're <laughs> That's a whole team a whole stadium full of weeds. A whole stadium <laughs> of we. Yeah. That is that was actually kind of a cool thing they did though, like everybody, all the fans doing the custom twelve jerseys and stuff. Mm. I don't know. I thought it was it's a little gimmicky and a little bit like the whatever you guys are kinda lame, but at the same time I bet the NFL.com shop just raked it in on people buying custom Seattle 12 jerseys. 
That's probably why Seattle's like the Oregon Ducks of the NFL. They get all the fucking cool jerseys, <laughs> crazy co- color combinations. Like, right? You know what's weird? My wife barely really watches sports, and even she, I'll mention like Oregon Ducks, and she's like, "Oh, they're the ones with the all the cool uniforms." And I'm like, "Yeah, Phil Knight, man." Just I thought I saw something Nike once. Knight. They had like over 300 combination combinations of jerseys, and like. Their football uniforms got like over three hundred different combinations. Yeah, like right like, before, right before Marcus Mariota. I don't remember who the quarterback was right before that. The they had another stud quarterback, and I can't remember who it was. Not quite at that Heisman level, but back, like it was that era. Sports Illustrated did like a whole like yeah. two page spread where they had pictures of all not like if you took every helmet they had and matched it with every jersey. But I'm talking the ones that were specifically put together. Yeah. Like this helmet goes with this jersey and yeah. these pants and these socks. Right. And even with that, there was like 15, 12 or 15 Darren unique. Thomas. What was it? Darren Thomas. Not the one I'm thinking of, but. Masoli? Jeremiah Masoli? That's the one. Yep. The He was or like. Dennis uh, Dixon. Because Dennis, well, Dixon, Dennis was Dixon was a stud too. And then he played for the Steelers. But the Masoli was the one I was talking about. He's Hawaiian, I think. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, they did like a, a two page deal where it was like 12 or 15 different uniform combinations. And that's before you even start. That's 12 different jerseys, 12 different pairs of pants, eight different helmets or nine different helmets or something like that. That's before you start really mixing and matching. Right. That's super crazy to me. That's what happens when Nike is literally like a football <laughs> throw away from the, the campus. <laughs> right. Like Nike has a, a specific like lab on their on their campus it's really wild it gets really crazy in their um like being a little bit of a sneakerhead some of the player exclusive stuff that you see like the oregon jordans and stuff that come out the price tags you see on those are just wild too because people go crazy for the oregon stuff because they're so easy to like match them with other gear you know what i mean you can have seven different oregon sweatsuits that you can wear one pair of jordans with John, you want to tell us about your teams? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 the worst of like I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm not like the we're gonna win it all every year guy. Like I'm like we're gonna lose every game every year. Like uh so I'm a Cowboys fan and then um Virginia Tech is the football school that I follow. I like Virginia Tech football. And their basketball team is usually – the last few years they've been pretty good, but other than that. And then uh, baseball, I've always been a White Sox fan since I was a little kid. Frank Thomas was my favorite player. The big hurt. Well, I played first base. It was, like, pretty much inevitable. You I never like really got into hockey. Hurt. I never had a hockey team. The only reason I had a hockey team, I, I liked um, Mario Lemieux when I was little and I would watch sports center highlights. Like I remember like Gretzky was just come, like he was almost done. And Mario Lemieux was like the hottest guy out, you know? So I was like, I was like, watch it. Like I would watch sports center highlights just to watch him, but I never like got into hockey. Like it, because the rules didn't make sense to me, I never got into it. Like I, I just, I tried. And then like when the, in, in, um, when the NHL had good video games, I was a Detroit Red Red Wings fan because they had some of the craziest teams on yep. the game. Like they had a 
with the Iserman and Shanahan and like, they they were just stacked off. Every line off Yeah. Every line was stacked. And I was like, oh, they're the best team in the game. Like so I was like, nah, I guess I'm I like Detroit. But I just never got into never got into the, the that that in soccer always just the rules because I didn't know the rules, I was always just like, guys, ah, these, these sports I, are stupid. Soccer soccer has some of the weird like Hockey, I somewhat understand. Like, I get icing, you know, video games. I was still not enough of a hardcore hockey fan to play NHL 97 with icing on. Like, I'd always – Right. When, when, like, the rules set up, I'd be, like, icing off. I'd have all the right. other rules on, but I was like, hell no, I'm definitely dumping the puck. Yeah. But soccer games, like, once FIFA started hitting big, yeah, that's when I actually learned what offsides even was in soccer. Before that, I'd watch and the ref would throw the flag up. And I'm like, I never got into soccer. For what? The dude's until... in a different spot than the last time the guy threw the flag up. It doesn't make any sense. I never got into soccer from at all until Applebee's when we worked at Applebee's together. And oh, the, first... the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, man, dudes are intense. And I played <laughs> little league baseball and I played high school baseball against one of the guys that was on the U.S. team, Demarcus Beasley. Demarcus Beasley. He played. He played little yeah. league at my little league, and and he played baseball in at for Southside High School, and we had a rule that if you were gonna if if you weren't if you were gonna walk him, you had to hit him because once he got on base, he was stealing, dude. He was yeah, lightning fast. fast. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You couldn't pick him off. There was nothing. No catcher in the league could he's, stop him. He's one of those. He's one of those guys stealing second when the pitcher throws to first. Like yeah. he's yeah. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. So there was yeah. a rule on our team. If he if he gets up, you hit him. You hit him as hard as you can in the leg. Just try, try to slow him down a little bit. Let's like see, that was, yeah. that, we Let's had a see rule. If you can steal. Can you steal second with a bruise on your crack? Right. Yeah. It's like you're good luck, Demarcus. Up, boy, I'm hitting <laughs> something. I'm getting. I'm chunking you somewhere. Like yeah. it was crazy, but. That's when I got into watching soccer because I used to be like, because in high school, football, basketball, baseball, those are the three right. sports, the three seasons we played, and I never gave any thought to soccer. And then, just watching those guys play, and then I started thinking about it, I was like these dudes are running hard the whole time for ninety minutes. Like, there's no yeah. stopping. Like, it's like, man, these these guys are athletes because I never kind of respected them. I was like, ah, whatever. But then yeah. it was like I started thinking about it. I was like them and swimmers are like I, they've got to just yeah. crazy. Oh, hockey, hockey too, man. The the amount hockey of too. the amount of like full body strength and endurance you need to play hockey. Yeah, and I I think we don't really soccer. It's super obvious because they're wearing just like shorts and a t shirt basically. But hockey, those dudes are wearing so much gear. You don't really think about what kind of shape they would be in underneath there. Oh, right. we lost the Todd. Um. But yeah, like it, it kind of goes back to that uh, the quote in Dogma, where Matt <laughs> Damon's like, "Yes, yeah, mass genocides the the most like what is how I don't even remember how he phrased it. It's like an endurance trial or whatever. He's like, oh yeah, 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 the most exhausting thing you can do right. next to soccer. <laughs> it's I'm telling you, I never respected it, and then I just start thinking about it and I was like man these dudes are going hard and then I went down and played soccer with a bunch of Mexican cats from Hey, Mexico. welcome back. He's back. 
and it's in it's insane man like they go hard man it's definitely an awesome sport well i remember playing basketball with you at canterbury yep and they had just on the other side i mean there was like a park basically that separated where the basketball hoop was and then there was always dudes playing soccer over there yep and they'd be playing soccer when we got there we'd play three four games of pickup ball and they'd still be playing soccer when we left and i'm like yep. yo go home like, yeah what, what are you guys doing and i don't i don't know if it was the same guys the whole time but it, it certainly seemed that way like i don't remember ever seeing their game stop while we were in between like drinking our gatorades right. and like stretching my knees out because i was the oldest 23 year old dude ever. And then right. like looking over and they're still trotting around. I'm like, how, what kind yeah. of shape are y'all in? They go pretty hard. John, you yeah. brought up when you became a Red Wings. <laughs> was it? But I'm not though. Like I, I, I haven't watched a, a Red Wings. I've never sat down. I've never once. I, I know the moment. Fire hockey game. I no. liked them. But the moment I knew I became a fan was as a kid before school watching Sports Center, and that the night before the Red Wings and the Avalanche fought. Yes, and Chris, I think it was. I think Osgood might have still been. Yep. Oh the, yeah, it was Ozzy. skated out of the crease and came and punched Patrick Waugh. Hell yeah! Entire brawl, and then I was like, "This is this is the greatest thing I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. Like they, they I like, don't know if you heard it. I don't know if you heard it while you said that, but you said, I know the exact moment. I said, Patrick Waugh. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Dude, I, can, I can remember sitting at my, my at the table in my parents' kitchen, like eating it. And I was just like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember those, like, those early, well, early for us, those Red Wings teams, like, like, John was saying with Eisenman and Fedorov and Konstantinov and Fatisov and the, the Russian, you know, that Russian line and everything, they were so fun to watch. And like everybody that was in the same boat as you drama wanted to use them whenever we played like NHL 95 or something. Right. Yeah. And I was a like already a Red Wings fan. Like I was, that's right. the team that I wanted to watch and wanted to play anyway. Right. But then I'd get with my buddies that didn't even really play play or watch uh hockey at all and they'd be like well i'm gonna be the red wings and i'm like see whenever i came up with that whenever that happened and i actually played a red wings fan i would always be um the black stars no oh yeah mike madonna yeah because they had madonna Madonna was no joke good and they had they got the best color scheme i like the green white and black like their color scheme that was was the whole reason i was like all right i'll play with these guys then i'm glad you guys could afford that game i was still playing blades of steel uh, dude, oh, Blades dude! Of Steel was solid. Blades of Steel was solid. Trying to run into people three times so we could fight. Do you the, remember well, the, the basketball best part about version? Blades of Steel was the penalty shots if you ended in a tie. That was like my favorite <laughs> part of that whole game. Was they you, had what, the you didn't even go up to the goal. You just had the dude, and you just picked the corner that you were going to yeah. shoot. Right, you yeah. The goalie would be like, "Yeah, it would give that little cut scene of right. the goalie like trying to make a glove save." Do you remember the basketball version of Blades of Steel? Double dribble. Oh, dude. No, I took about arch rivals where you could just. No, 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 no. Double dribble was the. Yeah, that was. Double dribble was the one that was like Blades of Steel. I bet it was this. I have to look it up, but I bet it was the same company that made those two games. Arch rivals was the one that was like. Like violent NBA jam. Yeah. No, that was arch rivals. Arch rivals was the one where you had the two by two. 
And you yeah, can just punch said? the dude on the court. Isn't that what I said? Double double dribble was the one that was like Blades no, of Steel. Arch Rivals. No, Arch Rivals was the one that was like violent NBA Jam. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That, yeah. Double Blades dribble of Steel was, was, was Blades of Steel, but just hockey or with basketball. Yeah. It's the same game. And they <laughs> and I bet that it was, was the other one that was like people. you'd come you'd come dribbling in at like six pixels per second or whatever. <laughs> and then if you timed the jump right, your shot button, it would give you that that cut scene of like yeah. the cartoon or like the the real like dude, photo realistic it. looking dude when, dunking it. You remember when or sometimes you sometimes you'd brick the dunk too. That was the worst part. Yeah, the clang 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 clang. Yeah, it'd be like dong dong, and like yeah. then the ball yeah, would still be live, and you're like, what? There was a glitch in that game where if you went up to the very top of the um of the court and jumped at a certain angle and at a certain time you could release the ball and no matter what it would go in every single time it was a glitch oh. and family guy did a spoof on that where uh, i think peter was playing with cleveland and he's like oh don't do it peter and he's like quagmire and he's like he's like oh i'm gonna go over here yep i'm gonna jump shot and it's like and peter just kept doing the exact same thing over and over again it was great Family Guy does some goofy references that they did the Tecmo, Tecmo Bowl with the Bo Jackson. Yeah, the zigzag. That's my favorite one. <laughs> and a score? Nope. Gotta go back. <laughs> I'll say everybody that that's to me that's the greatest football game of all time. Like, there's nothing better than just running back forty yards as Joe Montana and just throwing a football the entire length of the field <laughs> for Jerry Rice to just catch it in the yeah. very corner. And they, yeah. and again, I, I don't know why video games were so into cutscenes back then in sports games. Oh like, yeah, the ball would be on its way, and then you'd all of a sudden it would, the screen would switch to like a photorealistic version of red, yep. like red jersey receiver diving to the corner. The yeah, and then they'd show him like, and then yeah. the, it was always the, the quarterback, quarterback would like point. Yeah, and the, and the running back always gave a Gronk spike. He'd be like, Gronk. yeah, he'd spike, and then they'd show him like. Like trotting back to the sideline. That was yep. so crazy. Why don't why don't video games do that anymore? I feel oh, like they we do. Could... video games are terrible now, bro. They're awful. Like that's that's such like an old man get off my lawn stance to take, but it's it absolutely, absolutely legit. Yeah. Uh me and Todd play Call of Duty every night and within the second or third game, I'm like, this game sucks. I'm never playing it again. <laughs> Like, and then you play for four more hours. Yeah, it's yeah, awful, dude. It's so every boring. time John gets killed. I don't know why I play this piece of shit anymore. Yeah. It's so toxic on my soul. Like it's just, just like, oh, just the rage builds on you. It's, it's like, it's like reverse therapy. It's like you, you play video games to try to like relieve oh, dude, stress. My eyes then... start twitching. Like I'll just be like, all right, I need to switch games. Instead, your doctor's like, well, your blood pressure seems to be getting a little bit out of control. And you're like, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. That's Sorry. that's what's happening there. Yeah. They just this, is when I, island. this is when I'd really like to have Jesse because you want to talk about toxic video game players. <laughs> My goodness. sleeping on the couch and just hearing Jesse <laughs> expletives, just nothing but expletives in his room, screaming at people at like little Non-stop. Kids. Yeah. Little kids just screaming, playing Halo, dude. He would just yeah. so intense playing Halo. Halo. Played Halo 3 with Jesse, and this was also Tyler. Shoot. So, yeah, a little bit more backstory here. Drama, when Todd and Drama and I all worked at Applebee's together almost 20 years ago, 
I lived with Jesse Fireside and Tyler Olds, and drama was on our couch for a few months. Something, yeah. yeah. And then, like, even even once you did move out and like got in your place, you were still there all the time. Like, we yeah, sure. you weren't you weren't drinking, so like. Anytime we went to the bar, it was like, oh, cool, built-in DD, and we know that drama can sleep on the recliner, worst case scenario. Right. So, and I'll sleep with uh, McGriddle to eat when I wake up tomorrow. So Extra breakfast. Man, it was wild times. But, yeah, playing Halo with Tyler and Jesse was, like, literally having, like, the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other because Tyler wasn't swearing at that point in his life. And it was the weirdest thing ever because Jesse was, like, a cartoon about swearing. (laughs) And Tyler would be like, God dang it. And it's like... Darn it. It it, it carries zero weight when Jesse's literally filling your ear with, like, threats of violence against children. Jesse's about to be a borderline racist and he's already a preacher. (laughs) Yeah, Jesse. Jesse's saying things that like I am embarrassed by, and I'm a 23 year old dude who doesn't get embarrassed easily at the time. And Tyler is literally like, "God dang it, that sucked." And I'm like, "Darn it, easy, Tyler. Like, what do you? <laughs> you said God, no. you know? Like, oh, it's so strange, so strange." And they were both way too good at Halo, so I hated yeah. playing with them anyway. Jesse was, was like, really good at Halo. Jesse was disgustingly really. good at Halo. Really and I think that's Halo. why he got so pissed off all the time. Yeah, it was like playing that dude in Halo. He, he really knew he was bad. better than everybody. So if he did die, it was like Whatever, everybody bro. was everybody What's was cheating. Oh. Everybody was cheating. Everybody was, <laughs> there was there was nobody that beat Jesse fair and square at all. That's me right he, now. Every time I die in Call of Duty, I'm like, guy's hacking. Garbage. Guy's hacking. <laughs> hacking is like such a catch-all term now. Too. It is, absolutely. I feel like, so I I dabble in Call of Duty. I don't play every night like you sociopaths. But like yeah. I don't I don't need to inflict that kind of damage on myself. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Hi Todd. Bye Todd. Um oh now you're back. So I, just, I, I, I dabble in Call of Duty and I play with my boss and uh, one of our chefs and a couple other guys that, that work in the, the casino. And one of them is a rage quitter. Oh, yeah. Which I wow. used to be a, a bad <laughs> rage quitter. Like I was a really, really bad rage quitter. So now when I see this guy do it, I'm like, oh, man, you'll grow out of it. He's like 20, I think he's like 26, 27. I'm like, you you will grow out of this, but I feel your pain right now, dude. Like, I used to be that guy that would die twice back to back and just be like, well, I'm not going to play this game again for at least a week. Right. And everybody accuses everyone of hacking the whole time. Like, yeah, it's all one of the dudes, the chef that I play with is very good and knows it. And he'll like, he'll get play of the game, you know, it'll, he'll be like, oh, here he goes again. And it's like, doink, doink, doink. He's sniping people just, and right. like, you know, every one of those people that he killed is like fucking hacker. Yeah, right. This dude's hacking. This guy's absolutely hacking. Yeah. It's a toxic place, dude. Like, like when we play and like, we'll get like a random in, in our party. Like if it's just like me, Todd and Rob, and we'll pick up a fourth, like it's, it's 
just a toxic place to be, man. Like, especially because we, we really only play the Warzone now. When we used to play, like, Call of Duty, like, the game where it would be, like, six-on-six, six, like, play, you know, Team Deathmatch or Search and Destroy. Whatever. Those are some of the most toxic places on the earth. It's where like, you get, oh, those my the God. Ones where you get stuck in with, like, all kinds of randoms. Oh, my God. It's awful. It is absolutely 100%. It's, it's, it's not enjoyable. Because everybody's just mad, and they're all yelling, and it's just, it's really isn't that, bad. Isn't that such a weird thing to think about? Like, just as an idea, thinking about all these dudes taking the time to log in, and I say all these dudes, and it is like 99.5% dudes. There's, a lot, the there's time, a lot of girls now. There, there's a lot. I believe there's a lot of girls. I believe ninety. I would say nine out of ten people yeah, online but, play video but games. Most of the girls have their mic. Most of the girls have their mics off because the yeah. second they turn it on, oh, the it turns into they just say something. It's so bitch. Like yeah. and that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. If it's ninety percent dudes and ten percent girls, the active mic users number is more like agreed. Way closer to ninety nine percent. Yeah, agreed. Because they don't. The second you get a girl's voice, you get some obnoxious. Oh yeah. Or, or I've been in the lobbies where it's the simp's. It's the guys that are like, yeah, talk to her like that. Yeah, they're coming to white night. The whole thing. Yeah, they're like, they're like trying to shield her and corner. Like, (laughs) oh, it's bad, dude. It's like these guys. Right. Club man, go to a bar. They go to a like, bar. This, and this and honestly, five hundred million miles away from you. Right. You have really no bad. idea. You've never like, met this girl. You have yeah, zero chance of ever meeting this girl. Her name's yeah. probably a real girl. She's fifty-six and <laughs> divorced. Purple hair and shit. Like right. This is it. Pro- it's probably a guy with a voice change. And they're all like, "No, seriously, <laughs> she's pretty good, guys." Seriously, like these dudes, uh, that 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 is almost more annoying than the guys that are being mean. Because at least when the guys are mean to them, and the girls are like, "Fuck you," and then and then what at least it's do, a fair exchange. With them is if the girl's beating them. Yeah. Um, that's oh, that's the best. That oh. is the best to see. You get to the that's end of the, the game best. to see if they stay for the chat. Oh. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so good. So good. There's there's the the guy that you're talking about, John. That's like. No, seriously, she's she's good. Like that guy yeah. is one of two different dudes. It's either like you're saying, it's the simp guy that's like full on incel, you know, lives in his mom's basement and has not left for quite some time. Or it's the guy who's playing sitting next to his wife. Right. You know what I mean? Like his wife's on the other side of the room. Be nice she's, to her. Yeah. His wife his wife's on the other side of the room, Be like nice don't. To her. Yeah. Don't let them talk to her like that. You know what I mean? And he's like, never let someone talk to me like that. Come right. On. He's like, he's like, come on, guys. Come on. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Guys. That's, he's not the guy that's like, seriously, she's good. He's the guy that's like, come on, guys, grow up. Come on. Let's play. He's put on a show for his wife. That's what that is. All right. We're going to switch lanes real quick. Okay. So we were it. talking about this before we, we went live. And oh, I yeah. Had, there was a question I had. And I had proposed this to Todd, and he and I came up with basically the same answer, and we're going to ask Caleb right now. Oh, so, my goodness. It's it's pretty simple. What's a better movie trilogy? Movie trilogy. Beverly Hills Cop, 1, 2, and 3, or Rush Hour, 1, 2, and 3? And you, have, a- you, you, 
You can't. I had no had, idea that's where you were headed here. Right. So, like, so Caleb, we all we all are in agreement. Beverly Hills Cop One is the best movie out of the six movies. Absolutely. Oh but, my god! Better think, trilogy. Let him answer. Let him answer. Let him answer. Gotta watch three. Oh god. Oh my goodness. That's a mean question, really. You're right. You're 100% right that Beverly Hills Cop is the best movie of the six. The first one. The original. The Absolutely. first Beverly Hills. Yes, Beverly Hills Cop. Absolutely. The problem is... Three. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 3 is so bad. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. So bad. And I, I don't even really... I don't like Jackie Chan much, to be honest. Right, sure. And but, Chris, but I can movies. only... I can only... Yeah, I've seen all... Yes, all six films have been right. viewed. The problem is... Oh, Beverly Hills Cop One doesn't make up for Beverly Hills Cop Three. I don't think it's. I said the same thing. <sighs> Here's my way of looking at it. My my way that I all it around. Was, if you got to count all three, I think it's Rush Hour. It's Rush Hour. It because if I'm watching TV, and the only two channels on are Rush Hour One and Beverly Hills Cop, I'm like, okay, I can watch either one. If two the, the twos are on. No, that's I'm probably going to watch Rush Hour 2. If threes are on, I'm watching Rush Hour 3. It is Hold even, up. I'm not even Hold looking up. at the other channel. I'm uh, not even have, go over during commercial to watch Now I have a movie. question for you, Todd. I want to know what kind of weird world you live in where Rush Hour 1 and Beverly Hills Cop 1 are on two different channels and you're not sure which one you're going to pick. Because Beverly Hills Cop 1 is head and shoulders better than Rush It Hour. is. I said that at the beginning. But I'm saying when you look at the movies and there's only two channels you could pick from, when you get – as you progress through the movie series, you quickly start going to well, Rush that's Hour. Well, that's not how you phrased it in the first what place, though. What I'm saying is you're, you, you said just now that, that one would be – like if you if both one it's a talk part up. ones were on, you would be like, I don't know which one to watch. When clearly it's Beverly Hills Cop One. It's clearly yeah. the better movie, right? Yeah, but and like, both saying is, is like that is the they're not would, they're not, it's not the a movie, up there. When you're when you're picking the movie, if you were to tell me if I was to say, hey, if I see Rush Hour Three and Beverly Hills Cop Three. I'm always picking Obviously. Beverly Hills Cop Three. No, we're that's not what I said. We're not. That's, that's not, not what I said at all. If that's you're saying, that's, saying I know is. what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, if you look at the one and one, two and two, and three and three, okay. If you're saying you that go, I have to watch all three of them, further. well, right. what I'm saying is, if you're saying that I have to watch all three of them, and I don't have a choice, series total. Then yeah, total. Rush Hour Three. Rush Hour Three is is better than Beverly Hills Cop 3. Sure. Rush Hour 2, I don't think, is better than Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, it's, I agree. It's not, I agree it's, it's not as big of a gap as the third movies, Yeah, but it's still, like, Beverly Hills Cop 2 is better than Rush Hour 2. by. I think the swing bit. gets really wide, though. And the, the difference, way. and here's the thing, Rush Hour 1 isn't even close to Beverly Hills Cop 1, in my opinion. No, Beverly Hills but Cop I think, I think it is. I think it is closer than the third ones in the opposite direction. So I don't know, man. Like, I, it, I don't know. If I'm forced to sit down and watch all three of them, if I can't watch just... No, it's, just it's just which do you think is a better trilogy? That's all. 
You don't have to start sit down to, and watch them. Which do you think is the better start, one? Start to finish, I got to go with Rush Hour, and it's only yeah. because Beverly Hills Cop 3 is such utter garbage. Absolutely, and that's everybody's answer. Everybody I've talked to, I've talked to people at work, everybody says the it exact hurts, same thing. It hurts my soul to say that, really, because, it does, Rush, because the Rush Hour series is not good. It's not bad, though. It's not good, though. It's not bad, though. They're middle-of-the-road movies. Like, especially... See, I I agree, I, but I'm a big Jackie Chan fan. So like, I'm not. I like and Jackie, I like and here's the Chan. thing: I like, I kind of like Chris Tucker most of the time. Oh, Fifth Element. Oh. Fifth Element's amazing. That oh. doesn't count. That Ruby Red. Yeah, Ruby Red. Come alive and direct. <laughs> Corbin, <laughs> Corbin's trying Corbin to tell me something. Corbin Dallas, help me. Corbin Dallas. Uh, but I can only hear him say like some variation of I can't understand Bro, the words that are coming out of your mouth so many times. That's a great line. That is a great line. Which you know what is me? That was rush hour one. So <laughs> never touch a black remember, man's radio. Wait, do you remember do you remember when they yeah never touch a black man's radio but didn't they also use that joke in that other Chris Tucker and Charlie Sheen movie Money Talk? Dude people didn't sleep they, on that movie. That's a good movie. Didn't they use a variation of that joke though too about touching a black man's radio and that? I don't. I don't think that's so. A Chris, and it's a Chris Rock joke to begin with. So, yeah, that's true. Do you remember when they made Money Talks? Money Talks is a good movie. I liked Money Talks a lot more than I liked any of the Rush Hour movies. I think. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I like Rush Hour three a lot, and I like Rush yeah. Hour one. But do but you Money remember, Talks. Wait, sleep which, on that movie? Do you remember the um the Western version of Rush Hour that they made with? Owen Wilson. Shanghai Noon. Shanghai, Shanghai, Noon, Shanghai yeah. Noon and Shanghai Nights. Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon, yeah. That movie had the funniest, like, you know, where they, they make a reference to the fact that Jackie Chan doesn't understand what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Where, <laughs> where he, like, runs and does, like, a parkour up onto the roof of this house or something, and Owen Wilson's like, what in our history together makes you think I'm capable of that? Or something <laughs> like that. that like, like, yeah, because like, yeah, Jackie Chan's like, come on, like, come on up here. Right. And clearly, Owen Wilson literally has never thought of doing anything athletic. So no. <laughs> that that line was super duper funny, way funnier than Chris or Chris Tucker being like, "Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?" Like, we get it, dude. Yeah. dude there's a cultural difference. Ha ha. Todd, I I got so much flack for that TikTok I made. Like, there are just people absolutely pissed off. Oh, Shawshank. Yeah, there was this guy that was like he Wait. I pitched a TikTok and it the TikTok was what what what's a movie out there that you feel like is overhyped and people overhype it? And hey, you said Shawshank? Yeah, you hate Shawshank, did dude. you do it for the I don't clout? hate Shawshank? And this is the thing, I don't hate Shawshank. I just think it's way too high on people's all times list. I just because mm. it's 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 not that it's boring. Like and I like boring movies. Like I when when I was in at IPFW for film school, like I'm telling you, I like some boring ass movies. I like movies that pace themselves well. And that movie, just I'm telling you, I don't know why what it is about that movie. I just it never got that and Forrest Gump are like the two movies that for me that people love. And I'm just like, <laughs> like Forrest Gump is 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 just okay. You can find <laughs> that's fine. But it's just okay. I, I don't hate him. I don't hate Shawshank Redemption. 
I don't hate Forrest Gump. What I do is I think people romanticize how good they are. Okay, like especially so, Forrest Gump. I, I think so these are literally these are literally two films that I include pretty consistently. I mean, my top ten lists are all over the all over the place. I mean, I've probably sure. had yeah since I don't know even if even if we just start when I was in like high school. My top ten list has probably changed five hundred times. You know what I mean? Sure. I agree. There are certain films that make more appearances in the top ten. Shawshank is definitely in there. I know. I think, I get it. And Forrest, Forrest Gump's probably been. I, I'm sure I put it in my top ten. It's not there as consistently as Shawshank, but I think man. Forrest Gump is a good, well-made movie, and so I, is Shawshank. They're well-made. Hey, Todd, do you, remember, you remember two and a half minutes ago when he called them both boring? They were Shawshank is boring. Here's here's what, what I think. It's slow I mean, moving in a few it's spots. So slow. What's happening is, is boring. Boring's not the word. It's paced. It's weirdly paced, kind of. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the TV treatment. So, like, for me, I know a lot of people that love Christmas Story. <laughs> the TV right? treatment. Fucking hate it's, that movie. You're always oversaturated. Why. Yeah, you're... Because I don't need to see it for fucking 30 days in December. Every yeah. hour on the hour. I'm like, pretty sure at one point you couldn't turn on TNT without Shawshank either finishing up. Like, if you pulled up the guide on Direct right. TV. Ending on TBS and starting on TNT. Yeah, yep, that was exactly what it was. They showed okay. it. It was constantly. What's that in PCU? What's the movie? I know you know PCU. Right. What's the movie that he's? The, oh, that he's doing his thesis on. His thesis, and he says it's always on. What is it? Oh, that's gonna. That's gonna make me man. Mad. We need a research guy well, so that well, I don't have do. to pull we my phone up. That's what we need. Well, I, need I need to be able to. I need to be able to like throw it. I will have one of my daughters right, do we it. Need a like, producer. I'm gonna like throw it. Throw it, Aubrey. Hey, Aubrey. Aubrey, look that up for me real fast. Right. What movie? What movie are you talking about? The movie's PCU. called PCU with Jeremy Piven and John oh, Favreau. It's a Gene Hackman movie. It's it's a Gene Hackman movie. I I remember that because he. Oh, what the hell is it? It's an older Gene Hackman movie. I can't think of the that, name of it right truly now. Truly narrows it down. Right, yeah, exactly. Gene Hackman, who's been in seven million films. Who's in it? Jeremy Piven? Yeah. Is in PCU. Have you never seen PCU, Todd? I don't David, think so. David Spade's in it too, right? I don't think yeah. I've ever seen it. No. Yeah, David Spade, Spade plays like he's, he's yeah, the, he plays like yeah, the, the snooty, like yeah, the Yeah, he is in it. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. What? Wow. Dude, it's back when Jeremy Piven had like this hairline, like way yeah, back. Instead, yeah. Oh, so before he was on Entourage and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's back when he was going bald and yeah, shit. Pre, like, pre plug. Yeah. I think. Oh, and uh, Gutters in it. The guy that plays Gutters, huge. John Favreau. Uh, yeah, John that's what Favreau. I said. Favreau. Like, yeah. John Favreau is like one of his first. And then what's his name too from uh, Jake Busey? The other, and then the the uh, Alex Desire, the the black dude from Swingers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's and in he it. was on. He was on Becker. He was the blind guy on Becker. He was on Becker. Becker slapped on for sure, man. Ted Danson as an asshole, like, yeah, doesn't really get much easier role to play there. But the movie you're thinking about is a Gene Hackman movie. I think so. So in the movie PCU, there's this stoner dude, and his he's like in their house, and he's doing his thesis on Gene Hackman 
I think it's just Gene Hackman and Jeff oh, is it, always no, it's, on. The the character's name is Pigman, and he's Pig attempting Man. to prove he's attempting to prove that he call, what he calls the Kane Hackman theory. Right. That at any point in the day, you can find a movie playing on TV which stars either Michael Caine or Gene Hackman. And that movie was made in like 1994. So yeah. Michael Caine and Gene Hackman were like big, active, yeah. very active right. at that point. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great. I forgot said, about Jake. Jake Busey, though. I, mean. I think that, that can be why people get turned off of like Forrest Gump. And Christmas. Story. Oh yeah, that's I forgot. Like, that's what we were talking about. Why John hates? Why John hates? hates uh, not hates. I'm he still disrespects. gonna stick with hates. Why? Why John? I just think it's. I think it's constantly overrated. Yeah. Why John is wrong about Shawshank? That's, I. You know, Caleb. The I, best I'm, part of that, he put that TikTok on, and like an hour later, I'm downstairs yes. watching TV. Shawshank's on. I literally uh, <laughs> sent him, uh, Marco. I sent him a Snapchat basically going, get busy living or get busy dying. Right now. We just we just watched Shawshank Redemption like a week ago, I promise. I I don't know if I've ever gone when did that come out? 96, 97? What, Shawshank? Yeah, 94, 95. I don't know. Since that movie came out. I bet I haven't gone more than three months without at least watching 10 minutes of it. 1994. So I was 11 when that movie came out. That's great. And and I swear to God, I bet I haven't gone more than three months without at least watching 10 minutes of that movie. Because it is on TV all the time. And if I'm flipping through channels and like, or I'm watching something, I mean, obviously now it's a little different because people stream so much. But like, if I'm watching sports, and it's at a commercial and I just like pull the guide up and I'm flipping through and I see Shawshank, I'm probably going to at least check to see what part it's at. You know what I mean? And if it's at certain parts, like right before Andy gets the books and plays the music and like, that is a great scene. Drama can't really argue that one. If he does, nope, I'm probably going to cancel the podcast. So. <laughs> no, that's it's a good scene. That's, that's a good scene. <laughs> well, I have movies that are like that too, where like if I if I catch it, I'm watching it. Like Predator, if Predator, oh. if Predator's on, and I'm like shit, and they're walking through the jungle, and they haven't even got to the encampment yet, I, You're I in. Yeah. Next, that hour and a half of my life is gonna be well, shit, three hours with commercials. Yeah, yeah. You know what movie? You know what movie I have that's like that? I have two, and I actually made a Facebook post about it one time and caught a lot of flack. Uh, there's two that were on at the same time this one time, and they're both on that list for me. One is Waterworld. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I see you laughing, Todd. That's terrible. That's, that's I. I don't like that movie. Uh, well, you're, I didn't listen, hate that movie. I don't listen, know why the people hate it that. Was so, it's because it was such a financial flop. People just like piled on, and it was Ocean uh, Mad Max. I liked it. Was kind of Ocean Mad Max, but it was strong. <laughs> Listen, I like Dennis you... Hopper. He was Dennis awesome. Hopper's amazing. He was awesome. So was the, other, the other dude, like his right-hand man, whose name I don't know whatsoever, uh, yeah, that yeah, looks yeah. like he's got, he's like super Botoxed up and he's got like a real Thundercats, Lion-O kind of haircut going on. He, yeah. the one that he first runs into at the Atoll that's like, oh, I'll buy that water, paper, whatever. Is that pure dirt? Like that guy's creepy. And he does yeah. a pretty, he does a pretty strong job. Plus the girl Tina Majorino from Napoleon Dynamite. 
Oh, yeah, she was in that one. Yeah, that was the time. That was the time in Dennis Hopper's career that he was trying to make up for being King Cooper and Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. Okay, focus, focus. What was the other The other movie, oh, and this one, I feel like if Todd just disrespected Waterworld that badly, I'm going to catch a (laughs) lot of shit for this one. But the other one is the Nick Cannon masterpiece, Drumline. Drumline's not terrible. Todd's leaving. Todd's leaving. Drumline is terrible. I'm going to be honest. It's not that bad. It's a guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure. Exactly. It is probably my number one guilty pleasure. That's not true. I have a lot of really bad ones, but. I know but, my number one guilty pleasure movie. Drumline, it's so entertaining. Like, I like watching marching bands anyway if they're really good. And that one's, like, artificially good. You know what I mean? It's not even a real – they had to make that one seem like the best. So it's super entertaining for me to watch them, you know, playing the, the drum solos and shit. It's really super entertaining. And Nick Cannon is not a great actor, but he's captivating in that movie. Drum Circle is the same movie as The Program. Watch them both. You mean Drumline? Drumline, yeah. Drumline and Drum The Program circle. are the exact same movie, dude. They are. The exact one, same movie. Yeah, one's about football and one's about the band. Yep, uh, Stomp, the exact Stomp, same movie. Stomp the Yard's also very similar. Right. Here, here's two things. One, Gene Hackman hasn't been in a movie since 2004. That's Correct. Crazy. And it was... Um, Ooh, I know what movie it was, and now I can't think of it. Welcome to Mooseport. Yep, and Welcome yeah. to Mooseport. I think that's crazy. Like, uh, have you seen movie. Welcome to Mooseport? Yeah, but yeah, but that's your last movie. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in anything after that either. Royal Tenenbaums. Royal right. Tenenbaums was only like two years before that. Yeah, Royal Tenenbaums is amazing. One of my all-time I just, favorites. I just think it's weird that he hasn't acted since 2004. I just well, I was like I looking think, at his IMDb like, what? I think I looked that up. I think there was something about like he did have – there was some sort of like controversy around Welcome to Mooseport. And I don't remember what it was. Like there was a dispute that he had or really? Ray, Ray Romano such a dickhead that Gene Hackman never wanted to act again. I don't know. That would be surprising. Ray Romano seems like a dick. I made that really? that part about him being a dickhead up just now, but God, he seems like a dick. Something about him, I just okay. And number two, I want to now watch sure. this. That's what's gonna we're gonna go viral because Ray Romano is gonna <laughs> Ray's gonna come after you. That one that one clip of me disrespecting Ray CBS's sweetheart. So my guilty pleasure movie. Oh, I can't wait. It's so bad. It's the it's one of the worst movies. I just rewatched it not too long ago and. Ron Perlman's in it, and so is Angelica Houston, and it's so bad. It's called Ice Pirates, dude. When I was a kid, I watched it all the time, and like to this day, like whenever I see it, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch Ice Pirates. Like, I didn't it, know that those two were in a movie together at all. It's it's Ron. I think it's Ron Perlman's first movie, and Angelica Houston. Well, no, Ron Perlman was in that uh, Quest for Fire bullshit. This was before that. This was before? No. Yes, dude. I'm looking it up right now. Quest I... for Fire with Ray Don Chong? Yeah. This is this predates that. Whoa. Oh, my God. I don't even think they have an IMDb for this movie. <laughs> 1984, The Ice Pirates. Uh, Robert Ulrich. Or Robert Urich? Robert Urich, yeah. Robert Urich was the main character. And the, and oh, they, John Matusak? Yeah, they had these crazy... Oh, robots. my God. 
and like the robots would fight for him and stuff. Dude, it's it. If you've never seen it, it's oh, it's eighties schlock. Like this it looks horrendous. John. It's so bad, dude. It's so bad. The graphics are bad. Everything about this movie is bad. Ooh. I'll watch it every time I see it. Come on, every single time. It's insane. Oh, whoa, dude. John Carradine's in it. Uh, he's a supreme. Oh, Bruce Bruce Valanche is in it. He and he's, <laughs> it's just his head. It's so bad. Space herpes. Like anybody that's ever seen it will know what space herpes mean. And it's- I can't. I can't believe after hearing that list of of actors and actresses. Like I don't know how I haven't gone out of my way to like to watch it. You know what I mean? Like I'm it's surprised so this is the first I've ever heard of it. It's. I like Angelica Houston. I love Ron Perlman. You would think that those two being in a movie together, I would have at some point in my life been like, oh, Ice Pirates, that sounds awful. Let's watch it. It's so awful, dude. Oh, dude. It's so bad. It, the whole oh, and for the record, Quest, Quest for Fire came out in 1981. So it was three years Ice, after. Ice Pirates, 1984. But Quest, oh, for, no. Quest for Fire. Was Ron Perlman's first movie? Uh, no, yes, he was in two episodes of the TV show Ryan's Hope in 1979. And then Quest for Fire in '81, so it's his second acting credit. He's got 269 acting credits. Yeah, on and, IMDb, I, and Ice, Ice Pirates is his third one. You know what's crazy? <laughs> is crazy? I just I just looked up best guilty pleasure movies, and I scrolled to the second set on the Google, and Waterworld was slap dab right on there. <laughs> Yeah, listen, dude. I don't understand why people hated that movie so much. I understand because it was a financial flop. It was a huge, huge financial failure. And I think what happened was people saw that. And Costner, by all accounts, was an absolute asshole during the entire, like the entire production of Waterworld. He was, he was like pushy about having to make sure that they, they had like sets that 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 huge atoll set. They had to like either rotate it or wait for the next day. Like they could only film certain times of day because the shadows had to be right. So production dragged on and dragged on and dragged on because it was really a set out in the in the ocean. Huh. So like yeah, if they I wanted, that. so they. I mean, from everything that I've ever read, and I should probably feel just as guilty pleasure emotions about this. I've read a lot about why people hate Waterworld. Because believe me, I have caught a ton of shit for for liking Waterworld. But yeah, I guess like Costner was like rude to other actors on set and was rude to staff and was really pushy about like... I never expect that from him. Uh, I love Kevin Costner and I do kind of expect it from him. Tim Cup. Really? Tin Cup is always in my top 10 for the record. I like Tin, it's tin sports Cup. Movie, is, it's definitely in my top 10 sports Tin, tin Cup is my number one sports movie and is maybe in my top five all-time films. I love Tin Cup. Oh, number I, one? Do I need to clown time myself right now? Listen, Tin Cup is legendary. But it's not the number one sports movie of all time. Well, Todd, that's why we have lists of our own. Yeah. So, Keep that sure. to yourself. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know what other movie – like Mars you know, both... Attacks is one of mine. Oh, I love Mars Attacks. I love that movie. I don't know why. Love... It's not great. It's not good. It just makes me laugh and giggle, it's... and I just it's good. I think Jace, Mars Attacks... because Jace doesn't talk. I 
I, I, every time <laughs> runs around my house saying random shit, making random noises. Every time I think of Mars attacks, like it just, it just the run sheer, the sheer star power they were able to sign on to that movie right. is so mind blowing to me. Like, did who are their agents? Like, who, do, who do they owe favors to? Because the- right. somebody, yeah, somebody was like, listen, I'm calling in every favor that I have right now. Dude, looking at the IMDb, it's it's insanity. What's so? I just set my phone back down. What's uh? What's I am? What's what is it? What's its uh, rating? How many stars are we looking at for Mars Attack? Its IMDb rating is six point four out of ten. That's not bad. That's not terrible. But dude, just just read the top, like the ten the starting top people. Okay, here's the here's the poster. The poster. <laughs> this is the <laughs> Just on the poster, I know <laughs> is Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Annette Benning, Pierce Brosnan, and Danny DeVito. That's, that's four. Dude. That's four Academy Award winners and Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Michael J. Fox is in this movie. Jack Black. People forget Jack Black. He was the brother, the the Army Sergeant brother. Yeah. He and and Tim Burton directed it. Yeah. Everybody in the, that's why Tim Burton is the reason why so many Martin people were, Short. were willing to be involved in that. Yeah, it's crazy. It is a wild, like, I would love to see somebody needs to make like a documentary, take all the lost footage from the making of that movie. Right. Because be I awesome. bet that set was bonkers. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I bet it was hilarious. I bet it was, dude. Like, all those personalities, like, think about. I bet Jack Nicholson and Glenn Close don't necessarily get along. Right. They don't seem yeah. like the, they don't seem like two people that are like Ray friendly. J was in this movie. Ray J? Yeah. Ray J was Ray in J. one of my favorite movies. Ray J. I think you know what I'm talking about. What movie? Ray J? Oh, yeah. Kardashian? <laughs> there you go. Welcome welcome to the conversation, John. Christina Applegate was in this movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, she was. Dude, do you remember um people? Do you remember Flight of the Navigator? Oh yeah, dude. I know you and I have talked about that before. I think they're remaking that. No, they're not. Yeah, I I just saw Disney Plus. I think they're making it into a series too. Like that upset me a little bit. That movie was like a huge part of my childhood, and the day, like on Disney Plus Day, the day that. Disney I watched Plus it launched. like the first three. There was like the, one of the first three movies I watched on Disney. I watched Flight of the Navigator, Willow, and something else. I swear like, to God, those were two of the ones I watched. I swear, well, no I shit, dude. Like anybody, anybody born between 1977 and 1986 probably was like Flight of the Navigator and Willow. Oh my God, dude, I know what I'm doing Willow for the next four hours. Sleepy good movie, dude. Yeah, really I remember me, me and you at Applebee's back in the day being like. I stole the baby. I stole the baby from a bikini while he was taking a pee-pee. Taking a pee-pee. Yeah, we used to quote Willow up and down that place. You and everybody would brownies. Everybody would look at us like we had no idea what Boy, we were doing. Fuck those people. That's right. Mad Martigan. Mad Martigan. Oh, Willow. Mad Martigan. You are great. You are great. You are great. <laughs> Tawatha de Laura, like yeah. Remember <laughs> trying to do the spell and like, oh, yeah, he like hurt his hand. I remember being like, why did it hurt his hand? I don't get it. I am the greatest sorcerer, s- swordsman alive. 
<laughs> You're wearing a dress. Not a woman. That movie was great. Todd's like, what are you two Ron idiots? Ron Howard talking? directed that movie. Yeah, absolutely he did. Yeah. When was last, so, the last time you watched it was Disney Plus Day? Have you watched I showed it my daughter, my seven-year-old. I was like, you want to watch yeah, this they, movie, Willow? And she, She's seven? Yeah. yeah. She loves it, dude. She was like, I, I probably watched it like 10 other times right after that because she wanted to watch it over and over again. So the production the, values on that movie are amazing. Uh, until the dragon, when the dragon, like, when the, 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 like, furry, oh, like, yeah, 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 the troll looking thing, exactly. yeah, the troll turns into the dragon, yeah, drops down into the water, and yeah, that, that dragon is real poopy graphics, yeah, but it was like 1986, so yeah, it's hard yeah. to that was they're it. remaking it though. Willow? They're remaking Willow? Yeah, uh, uh, Warwick Davis is involved in it. Who? Warwick Davis. Willow. Oh, so they're not yeah. remaking it. They're doing like a... No, I think they're redoing it. Uh, no, that's got to be a continuation of the story if he's involved. I yeah. promise you, if they're remaking it and he's playing any character other than Willow... Al's not going to be in it. I will he commit. He might be in it, but he, he'll be yeah, in Willow TV series. Wow. It's a sort of sequel. Wow. That's what okay. they're calling I'm, it. I'm cool with a sort of sequel. I'm not cool with a remake. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, do something fun with it. Because that would yeah. be a great world to develop. Like that whole yeah. who, world would be cool. I was like was Eric. That, yeah, I was going to say, who was the dude that played Eric? I was like that guy. You are a crazy madman, man, Mardigan. <laughs> who, what oh, was that guy's name? Oh, I can't remember. He's a... He's basically a, a nobody. I, I think his IMDb credit stopped with Willow. Gavin O'Hurley. Well, he died last year. Oh. He was in. Um, they spell his name in the worst possible way, too. Yeah, A I R K Eric. Mm. One of my one of mine is not never TV say anymore, never again. but man, when Spike TV used to do, uh, that's how I found Kung Fu Hustle. Kevin Dude, Pollock I, was in that movie. Uh, I love Kung Fu Hustle. In oh, yeah. Willow? Yeah, Kevin Pollock. Yeah, Kung Fu Hustle was hilarious. The first time I saw it was on uh, Spike TV, and I thought it was like the, one of the best things I ever watched. I loved it. Uh, I don't the know if I... comedy in that movie was amazing. Dude, when he's throwing the knives at that chick, and he throws <laughs> the handle, and it hits her in the face, who's throwing handles? Dude, I lost it. That lady, her husband, when he's got that pot on his head, he's like, (laughs) she she slaps him. Oh, dude, when she, when he's got the makeup on his face and he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, dude, she gives him the business on that right hook. And she, that's that's a great movie, dude. People sleep on that movie. The guy that directed that movie was the guy that starred in the movie, Stephen Chow. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Chow. Shaolin, Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer is a good movie too. He's actually got a couple movies that are all right. He just what was the what was the karate movie with uh, 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 Steve Odenkirk? Kung Pao. Kung Pao. Not a good movie. When you first said, like, my you were... wife loves that movie, dude. Loves it. Crazy. That's mm. one of three movies I've walked out of. We got to remember that movie came out when, when I was like, I was probably a 10 or 11 when that movie came out. So it would have been, it was funny to us. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 
I walked out of that movie. I remember my I'm only 35, so my wife and I went to go see it and she was like, I'm done with this because it was bad. Then I rewatched it with like people that had my type of sense of humor, and it's 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 amazing. It's not amazing. It's Kung so Pao? dude. When he when he's talking talking, he goes mm, change color, and then like <laughs> the dude's fucking whole outfit goes we from like, yellow to like pink. It is, yeah. Oh, dude, that's some good comedy. I was sixteen when it came out, but when, I just remember. I was gonna say, there's cow. no way you were eleven or twelve. I was like, you you can't be that young. The cow, dude. The that's cow scene. The, I didn't like that. That was the worst part of the movie to me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I thought that was funny, but I was like that's sixteen. A, Right. Like, no, I get it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I still I the only movie that I can remember walking out of, I mean, I think I've walked out of a couple movies, but the one that comes to mind right away, I walked out of not because I hated it, but because I was physically uncomfortable and it was whichever jackass movie that they did the paper cuts oh, like in jackass, the corners dude. of their mouths and then the, the web the it's web true. of their fingers and like, oh, I couldn't do it. I was literally like it's the like only I scene. couldn't. Oh. I love that show. I've loved it. Oh yeah, it's, it's like a huge, huge hear, part of my life. You can but... hear it cutting their skin. It, yeah, uh, like no. even the one where they drank the 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 cow semen or horse semen or whatever it was. Even that, I was like grossed out by it. But I did you have you? But it was jackass. You know what I mean? So the they... the one where they. Oh my god! I was thinking about how awful that would be to have the... paper cuts. Everything would get in it. Oh, no thanks. Three movies the I walked year, out of. Oh, go ahead, Todd. Go ahead. The year Kung Pao came out was 2002. That was a rough year for comedies. The Uh-oh. most popular movies that year were The Hot Chick, Ugh. The New Guy, Ugh. Mr. Deeds. Hey, Mr. Deeds was all right. I'll give Mr. Deeds. The first I'll give Mr. Jack, Deeds a thumb up. The first Jackass movie. Legendary. Gold Member. Ugh. No thank you. I was never an Austin Powers fan. Snow Dogs think, with Cuba Gideon Jr. Listen, Austin Powers has some it, it has its value. You know what I mean? Like it's there are some first really one, hilarious I like the Yeah, there, well the whole series has some really hilarious lines. I think the first two some, were good. When you get Fat Bastard in there, that was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, the three movies I walked out of. Okay, yeah, let's hear that. Kung Pao was one. Blues Brothers 2000. When oh, the, I just saw that's right. You, I just saw a TikTok that you did about that. When the dude flies through the tent when he's singing the song, I was like, I looked at my, I was with uh, Bob Snyder, and I looked at him and I was like, we gotta go. This is awful. <laughs> I, go, this is, I go, Jim Belushi is our John is just turning over in his grave right now. This <laughs> right. is awful. This is, it was bad. He's offended. I bounced. And then the other one was Fast and Furious, the one with the Lamborghini, and they, they drove the Lamborghini out the the building into the other building. It was in like Dubai or whatever. I that was when I was officially done with that franchise. Like these guys are no longer just gearheads from Pasadena. They're <laughs> superheroes from fucking Mars and shit. And I was like, ah, this 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 the series sucks. So yeah, I, I was out. That we was we saw that one. We just went. That was the one that just came out. Like, nah, this this one's. At least when they went to space, they went to space. Fuck, I don't know. I stopped watching. 
No, he was talking about the one. I'm talking the about the one where they were in Dubai and they oh, jumping house building the building. Yeah, the building to building jumping. I was Shit, like, I'm yeah, sorry. I looked at my I looked at my phone just long enough to hear you say something about they're no longer mechanics from Pasadena. Right. And that's and in my head I was thinking they're yeah, they are. There's a oh dude. Yeah. The most recent Fast and Furious movie. And they one hundred percent legit rocket a car into space. <laughs> Okay. And guess who's in the car? Guess who's in the car? Paul Walker? No. No, he Paul died Walker. a long time ago. Right. But not in that world. He's still alive in that world, but him and him and Mia are raising their kids instead of Of course. Boosting whatever it is they're stealing at this point. Look. No, it was ludicrous. It was ludicrous and Tyrese. Are in space? In space in a car. <laughs> so dumb. Oh. oh, hey, look at this guy. <sighs> so dumb. What's up, dudes? Bingo. Bingo. Uh... So, hey, Jesse, we uh, we did like a full introducing everybody, kind of given, you know, how we are all uh, acquainted. And we talked about you a little bit because I did kind of give them the backstory that you and me and Tyler all live together and the four of us that are here right now all worked at Applebee's and drama crash with us for a little bit, but we talked about our favorite sports team. So you go ahead, tell us teams uh, that you refer to as we let's hear it. Uh, Colts, uh, Irish, Notre Dame fighting Irish. And that's for no Hoosiers. This is Notre Dame. I don't like <laughs> double fans, right? <laughs> we hate double fans. Oh, I only like Notre Dame football and uh, IU basketball. Uh, Are you a Notre Dame basketball fan though, too? Uh, yes, I was just being, I was being facetious. Uh, okay. So pretty much just those two, to be honest. Pacers, but they blow. I don't really have a hockey or baseball team. You used to root for the White Sox though back in the day, right? Yeah, but I just don't really follow baseball terribly. Just follow the White Sox. They got a pretty solid roster right they now. They're good. I guess if I was to say I have a team, I would take that, but I just don't really – I'm not a big baseball guy that much. I don't know if anybody's going to get to be baseball guys this year. No, right? I'm starting to get worried. Last week I felt like, oh, they'll figure it out. This week I'm starting to get worried. No, they moved it. They moved the spring training date again, but I I think they'll be fine. Weirdly enough, I've been getting into golf and NASCAR a little bit. Golf's awesome. I uh, I love watch. I love watching golf. I love playing golf. I just bought new golf clubs today, Dude, by the way. Last weekend, you? Killer. what did you get? Uh, so <laughs> super random. We, yeah. we went to Dick's Sporting Goods here in well in Portage, and you know, like the the back wall of Dick's has like the sets all up against the thing, yeah. And then over to the far end, they always have like the major savings area, yeah. Used. It, you know, it's marked as used set of Nike VRS irons Woo. with the ca- the cavity back with golf pride grips on them. Fuck yeah. Little bit of dirt. Hardly look like nowhere on the faces at all. I think brand new. They're like 550 bucks or something for that set for a pitching wedge. And I got them for 179. Yeah. That's a good deal. And then there was a four hybrid, a Nike covert four hybrid that happened to be sitting right underneath it in like the solo clubs for $19. Yes, please. <laughs> so I just I just got a full set of Nike clubs basically from four hybrid down to pitching wedge Honestly, for like two hundred bucks. 
I would be interested to see how I did with a better new set of clubs. Cause I just used like the old hand-me-downs that my grandpa made for me, which were decent at the time, but they're just obviously outdated. And, like, did you just say made for you? Yeah, he made them himself. Kind of badass. Your grandpa hand thousands of dollars. On well, I mean, he put them together. Like, like I was like, I, I heard him say one hundred fifty dollars. I was like, jeez, that's like one one club in my bag was like one hundred fifty dollars. Yep. <laughs> in Todd's so, same way, like yep. he just bought a bunch of king cobras, and I just bought Titleist. Yeah, yeah. I had I had no intention of buying new clubs this year or anything. Like, I really was not thinking about it at all, and then happened to see those over there, and I was just like, yeah. I was blown away. I saw 179 on the on the the uh, sticker, and I was like, I was like, that cannot be right. That's a good deal. Well, me yeah. and I don't have to come up to Battle Creek, and we'll go golfing. Yeah, they got some so, good golf courses up there. Last summer, I'm like fun. Last summer, I went down to Fremont and Angola. So my brother-in-law lives in Fort Wayne. He actually lives like right around the corner from Jesse, really. He lives like up by uh, where um, Rob Runners used to be, mm-hmm. like kind of by Northrop. Damn, dude. That was a- or Dwanger. He lives like around the corner from Dwanger, basically. And uh, he drove up and we played Lake James and we played Zollner. Um, played Lake James twice and played Zollner once. So next time. We we try to set something up like that. I like I don't mind meeting halfway rather than you guys yeah. coming all the way up here to play in Battle Creek. I I know Zolder. all those courses in Stephen County all the time. Twice last year. Well, you and I played Zolder. Didn't we drive up and play Zolder when I lived in Fort Wayne? Mm-hmm. I, the first time I played it was a while ago. Golf course you've ever golfed on? What'd you say? Mine was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I said quick what? hot topic: the best golf, coolest golf course you've ever been on. The coolest one I've ever played. Mine was in the one in Gatlinburg. You guys ever played that one where they have that huge – the holes, there's like a huge drop-off in one of the holes. I've, I've seen it. I've seen pictures and videos of it, but I've never played. I'm, I've yeah, Both times cool. that I've been to the Gatlinburg area, I was it was like me and my ex-wife and my daughter, we would like drove that direction when we lived down there. But yeah, that's a pretty sweet golf course. Never really spent a ton of time in the, the Smokies. I just, I just golfed, actually. I got this hat from uh, Disney. And oh, nice. uh, I golf their their golf course is beautiful, the Magnolia oh, golf course. Yeah. But it's still the prettiest golf course. I the best golf course I've ever been on was in Naples, Florida. It was uh the Ritz Carlton hat owns um a, there are two courses, they're called Tiburon. High dollar. Oh um, yeah. Uh, dude, the golf there's isn't there, isn't there a TPC? Isn't there a TPC course in Naples or is that further north? It's north, yeah. It's north of Naples. It's more closer to Cape Coral. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. One of my one of my buddies that I knew from Nashville when he moved down, he lived in St. Augustine, I believe, and he worked at he worked at the TPC up there. Yeah. Um, I've played I played Crooked Stick down in Indianapolis where they held the U.S. Open, either the U.S. U.S. Open or the U.S. Senior Open. I played that like eight or nine years ago, like right before, right before Maggie was born. So yeah, like nine, 10 years ago. Yeah. That Gatlinburg um, course is so cool. I've seen pictures and videos of that, Jesse, and it looks like a sweet course. I mean, it's scenic. 
we were like none of us were good golfers because it was Corey's uh group of Corey Lepper and, and it was his um a bachelor party but so we were just like full clown mode drinking <laughs> we literally dropped all of our balls in that huge hole and just like ripped them all and stopped playing after that because <laughs> we wanted to launch everything off that that hole like you know what I mean Every- <laughs> we Caleb, literally- are you are you in Portage Indiana right now no uh Portage we Michigan. were in Portage, Michigan. I live in Battle Creek, so I'll say there's there's a when I live there, there's a really good golf course. Oh yeah, you went to school over that way, didn't you? Didn't you go to St. Joseph's over that? Yeah, direction? and then afterwards, I lived up near uh, in Portage for like I worked in Maryville, but I, I, I worked over that then there gotcha. for about a year and a half, two years. I've spent quite a bit of time over in that area because I had still have family that lives over there in like the uh, like Chesterton and Hobart and. There's some that nice area. golf courses over there. When I believe it. There's there's, pretty, there's all kinds of pretty areas over there. He's tied right now for wins. What's up? Cool. Said, when do you think Tiger Woods will be back strong enough to break the record? Because he was talking on the never. broadcast. He'll never win another. I don't. I, he'll win. He'll, never, he'll win something, but it'll be small. I bet he won't win another PGA event, and I'm sad to say that because he's my he's dude. But tied, you know what I mean. He just needs one more. He's tied. It won't matter. Yeah. <laughs> He's never going to win another. Definitely win a British Open. What? Yeah, dude. As a cripple? How no. He, <laughs> he is not going to win a major. How many times does he have, guys? How old is he? He was born in 1976, he's I think. He's got to be just under 50. He's like I think he was born in 76. When do they cut it off? He's 45. He's born in 76, I'm almost certain. So 45. He can play in the PGA as long as he wants. He uh, has to choose to go to the seniors. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know how that worked. I There's no well, chance. Because what's Nicholson, his face plays in the British Open every year, and he's like, he's old as balls. Yeah, Jack Nicholson played in the U.S. Open until he was in his 70s. Yeah, and listen – Realistic timeline. Who's the oldest player to win a major? It's got to be. I mean, it might be Phil Mickelson. Like he might have. Didn't he just win uh, a major like two years ago? And hey, how old's how old's Charlie? Thirteen. His son. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Who wins? If if Tiger wins one, who wins it first? It's I think moot. his son wins Tiger. one before. He's it's done. moot. Tiger's not gonna win one. Tiger's not- never gonna win another PGA event, let alone a major. Is he going to be good enough to be a pro? That's a Charlie? Oh, Charlie will be a pro for sure. Yeah. Did, have you seen him? Yeah, he's uh, really I really watched much of him golf. Bro. He swings it exactly like his old man. He would beat he's all really of us. Good. If we were playing best ball, the four of us, he would, he would kill us. Beat us. Like, kill he us. Beat us by, he beat us by multiple strokes. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty good. The arguably the go of golf teaching him, you know. Everybody. He's my yeah, and that's why it's, it hurts for me to say what I'm saying right now because he is my favorite golfer ever. It's not even close, and I just don't think he's going to win another. He doesn't look like himself. He's not. He's more focused on his family now. He doesn't have that like I'm Tiger Woods and I have a singular mind for winning kind of mentality that he did for so long. He there were times like ten years ago that I honestly thought that Tiger Woods would give one of his children away to have them to win the most majors of all time. Like I really felt that way. I'd watch interviews with Tiger and be like, this dude cares about nothing but He's winning 46, golf tournaments. Man. Yeah, he was born in he was born in seventy five, December of seventy five. Fuck dude. He's almost he's like 40. I think he wins I think he wins something. He wins a PGA yeah. event. At least. 
Maybe. I'm, I don't think he will, but maybe. I didn't think he was going to win another major before he won the Masters again. I really didn't. I thought, I thought All he was going to do is go play Augusta. That's it. He wants, That's to play, he wants to play a tournament with his son. He'll still keep on playing until, until that, that time comes. I guarantee you. You think he's on that LeBron? He's on that yeah. LeBron plan? Exactly. This, which is what my next thing I was going to say. Oh, we talked about that earlier. About uh, yeah. But drama shot all kinds of holes in in Bronny James. I don't think he's that great. He's not. He isn't. He's not. He isn't. He's now drama compared him to uh, uh, Jordan's kid. Jordan's Let's kid. NBA, Marcus. NBA I think he's better than. I think he's better than him. <laughs> NBA. Well, you think so? You think Bronny? You think Bronny will play at a big? He'll go to a big college program. He won't go to UCF. He'll play. Yeah, he'll get he'll get offers from everywhere. He'll get offers from Kentucky and Duke, and Kansas. Mm. Guarantee it. I guarantee he's already got offers from them. Like, yeah. Does he play? Does, even if he doesn't play, does Bronny if, play with Zaire Wade? Is he on that squad too? Yeah, he's, Wade's the he's one that's going to Duke. Yeah, yeah, Zaire Wade's tough. Who's yeah, better? he's the one going to Duke. Oh, Zaire Wade is better than Bronny by a lot. By a lot. Oh, Jesse, yeah. Jesse, what's your uh, two guilty pleasure movies? Oh, yeah, we talked about that earlier, too. <laughs> Something that's kind of yeah. like that a lot of Two movies that will probably make the rest of us cringe, but you love to watch them. I'd love to give you examples, but I want to hear yours before we tell you what ours were. Right. Let me think about that for a second. <laughs> probably Half Baked is one. <laughs> it's not a terrible movie. It's, I, yeah, I don't know. It's very quotable. It's one of my it's super movies. quotable. Well, I know you guys aren't really into that type of stuff, so like a lot of people. <laughs> what kind of stuff are you referring to, Jesse? The greenery, like you know. You know what? You know what line gets said the most around my house from that movie? <laughs> you hungry, girl? No, all the time. <laughs> any, any, any time Jamaica comes up at all, I'll be like. <laughs> I'll go right near the beach, buddy. And like, dude, Caleb, every time, all the time, every time John and I get together with our kids, you hungry girl? If Nat comes to the room, she's like, "Hey, what are we gonna eat?" He'll be like, "You hungry girl?" She hates it. I don't know what she retaliates in the movie. What she says? Oh, she hates so it. So good. This is hilarious, dude. She, I don't even think she gets it. I just every time he just on the horse on that food. He's a diabetic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny about that that scene specifically? When Jim Brewer does the whole rant where he goes through like in Funyuns, man, and he yeah. does. If yeah. you look at the grocery bags when Harlem, yeah, all that stuff. Down, yeah it's all that every stuff. single thing he said. Every yeah. single thing. Every single two pizzas. Oh like, yeah. Everything. Everything he says. He's gotten those bags. He's like walking out. Awesome. Dude, I was blown away. So uh I actually sent the picture to Danielle. Like <laughs> the Harlan Williams is doing like a stand up tour right now. Oh yeah. He's good too. Kenny. Uh yeah. The what's crazy is how he looks now. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fish. I'm a man. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, glowed up. He absolutely long bottomed. Yeah. <laughs> like he making some solid movie roles. He's like a he's like a handsome he's like a handsome dude. Who'd have thought? Have like you, watching have him. You seen, 
Have you seen his comedy? His his last comedy special? On yeah, Netflix? he's pretty. He's a pretty funny guy. He's so Netflix? funny, dude. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It doesn't matter. I have like every streaming service. Same. We were just talking about canceling our cable because we barely ever watch it. Yeah, I'm about to do the same thing, dude. Snip, snip. I'm just giving yeah. you some time streaming. The only problem is sports. Like, I really miss NFL Network, though. Uh, I I hate. Yeah, I hate having to like. Okay. Oh, drama's drama's about to tell us. Well, because no, I'm looking at Tiger Woods' stats. So Uh-oh. Tiger only needs one anyway. Yeah, anyway. Sam Snead. He has 82. Yeah. That's what he said. He's yeah, definitely like, getting that, bro. I think the third was like um Nicholas, right? He's like, gonna win like the or Nicholas with 80 something, maybe. Does he still host he's his own win, tournament? He's gonna win the Charmin 2022 20, out outback steakhouse. Yeah. Wait, does Tiger does Tiger still host his own tournament? Yeah. Yeah, he's got the uh what is the Bridgestone tournament? Yeah, dude. Right? He's just gonna he'll literally just be like, All right, I'm gonna have thirty events this year. And he won't <laughs> catch Jack Nicholson. That's the he won't have the most majors. Nicholas. Jack, Jack he won't win as many Oscars as Nicholson or, win. or as many majors as Nicholas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's yeah, he because he's still got to win three to to tie. How many are there? Yeah, he was majors. How many? There's four, there's four a year. Yeah, but how yeah, old was no how, way. how old was uh, Nicholas when he got his last three? That's a good question. I have no yeah. idea, but it doesn't matter, Todd, because yeah, it looks like it looked like Tiger was on pace to absolutely smash that record until all the stuff went down with him and his ex-wife, and, and the- then he. Started popping pills and crashing cars, hurting like, like injuring himself all the time. Yeah, there's no, there's no way he wins three more. There's no way he wins one more. He won his last major at 46. Ooh. Yeah, that was that game old. Last major was I don't know though. 46 years old. And what year was that? Uh, a 19. Determined enough to get back up to like some sort of. Level. 1986. Like, it was 19. So, oh, no, man. so Jack Nicholas won his last major at the age of 46, 12 years before Tiger won his first major. Right. And Nicholas Nicholas's uh, competition were guys like I mean Gary Player, you know, Fred Couples, young young Fred Couples, Tom Watson, guys like this who were good right. but weren't Tiger. No, Tiger no. is gonna if he's gonna start if he's gonna win more majors he's gonna have to do it against guys like yeah negative twenty Neiman Young is a rookie and he was in second he had negative seventeen like what? Bryson DeChambeau and yeah Bryce yeah Bryson DeChambeau I mean even uh what's his face the dude that just oh god what's that other yeah, Asian dude one last week Morikawa. yeah uh yeah uh yeah what did you say yeah. He's a stud. Speed, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Spieth can still play a little bit. John Rahm's a stud. Dustin Johnson can still play. There's, like, like, there's a lot of young players that Tiger, 40, 45-year-old Tiger is not better than. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah, like sure. handfuls of guys that can beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when Tiger was first coming up, Nobody it was Tiger. It was literally Vegas giving odds, Tiger or the field. You know what I mean? Like. That's ridiculous. Tiger was 
favored Please. against the field for a lot of those majors that he won. But Tiger has a record. A couple, couple good years of competition. Who did? VJ? So did Ernie Els. Ernie Els had a couple good seasons. And Tiger's record of consecutive weeks as the number one player in the world will, will never, never, ever be touched. It won't even be approached. The, I read sportsbook apps like 15 years ago. The closest guy to him right now has 12 weeks. And what's his? Uh-huh. It's a lot. Hold on. 200? 100 190? Something like that? I'm going to go check it It was like f- almost four full years. 281 weeks. 281? Straight. Weeks? That's five and a half years. Straight. Not one week was he not number one. That's that's crazy. That's lunacy is what that is. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. He's the goat. That's like uh, that. I'm sure that's a, a whole Dude, episode that we'll do someday of just he's had statistics six, that won't ever be broken. Check this out. A lot of them are baseball statistics. Oh, he's and it's because the game is so much different. But he's yeah. had 683 total weeks as the number one golfer in the world in his career. Who's 683. I'll give you who's second. It's Greg Norman. Take a guess at how many weeks he has. As, as world number one? 50. Yeah. 120. 50. No. He's 331, Greg Norman. So I was going to say like 290 at most. Behind him, behind him is Dustin Johnson with 139. The current guy That's is Rom. crazy. I know that, right? Like, John Rom's number one currently? I don't think he's number one currently, is he? Robin, he has the hottest streak right now, I'm pretty sure. 12 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a long way. That's what I'm saying. That's a, dude, that's, a, that's a Tony Gwynn stat. That's what that is. Tony Gwynn's got some crazy stats. What's the one Tony where Gwynn he like, faced all these pitch- pitchers like Greg Maddox and all these different guys? He's he faced, out against times, he but, faced yeah. Tom Glavin, John yeah. Smoltz, and uh, Tom Glavin, Greg – Greg Maddox and John Smoltz, he faced them like 350 times. Hundreds of times this career. Never struck out. 300 sometimes. Or something like that. It's like well, Greg Greg Maddox, the Greg Maddox statistic about walking people. That's yeah, the, about is, the 3 0. He only faced like 83 0 counts in his life. In well, his it, career I think it was more like than that. that. It, it was like it 200 of them, but like oh, 160 of them were, were uh, intentional walks. He faced. Yeah. Greg Maddox faced 20,421 batters during his career. Only 310 saw a 3 0 count, and 177 of those were intentional walks. 170. So, like 135? 135 guys? Unintentional 3 0 counts. That's crazy. That's crazy. My, My favorite goofy baseball statistic is the Ricky Henderson one where. Dude, the gap, the gap between Ricky Henderson and the second place steals steals leader, that number would be forty fifth all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you take Lou Brock and you add every steal from second to like forty fifth, it that's what ties. No, it's like, it's every it's everyone between like Lou Brock and like thirteenth or something like that. But the number between Lou Brock and Ricky Henderson. If right. that per, if that number was a stolen base, that number itself would be like fortieth all time. 
Like the lead that Ricky Henderson has in stolen bases over Lou Brock is enough to be 40th it's all time. It's more than double. It's more than double Lou Brock steals. Yeah. He was ridiculous at uh, getting on base and he was so fast. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy. I don't so, know fast, but like you got. Or maybe it's. Does it. What, what's. Uh, go for it. What, you know what I mean? Did Ricky Henderson. Isn't he the all time runs leader too? Pretty sure. So check, check right. this stat. Tony Gwynn in his career versus John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, Oral Hershiser, and Nolan Ryan. He only had 14 strikeouts against all five of them. He batted <laughs> over 300 against all of them. And how many at-bats did he say? 107. Jesus Christ. 107 at-bats? Oh, no. That's just against Greg Maddox. He had 107 at-bats against Greg Maddox. Never struck out and hit 415 off of him. Smashed him. He owned Greg Maddox. And yeah. Greg Maddox is one of the best control pitchers in, how many, in history. How many total at-bats is it with all those guys? Uh, I'd have to look. Nolan Ryan. But he only struck out a total of 14 times? Nolan Ryan has the most strikeouts with nine yeah, against him. Because he was just throwing smoke. Yeah, he was the first. He was the first one really throwing like that. Remember when he beat the shit out of Robin Ventura? Oh, one of the all-time sports moments. I was right watching there. that game live. I, really I actually think a better, picture of him, a better picture of Nolan Ryan is when Bo Jackson hit a line drive off of his face, and he's bleeding from the lip. He stands up and just pitches the rest of like the next couple innings, like With like blood on his chin. He's just got blood coming out of his lip. Like, the first Major League Baseball game I ever went to, I saw Nolan Ryan pitch against Charlie Huff. And it was Nolan Ryan throwing 100 miles an hour, and it was Charlie Huff throwing, like, 40-mile-an-hour knuckleballs. That's I was going to say, and their total combined age was 212. Yeah, they were all both old as shit. Charlie Huff looked like – he looked like the big Bambino – like, he looked like he <laughs> had this big beer belly and shit just right. out there throwing knuckleballs. They were both older than their managers. Well, that was <laughs> 88 or 89. Oh, so Nolan was only 45. Old. Yeah, he was old, but he wasn't, like, old, old. Like Everybody says Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Pete Rose should all be in the Hall of Fame. Mm. Mm. The, the Baseball Hall of Fame is a joke anyway. Yeah. My steroid thing is like they're all on them. Everybody was. They were I, all it, on them. Here it Everybody. is. Don't tell me there were people in the whole thing now that they were on them. Yeah, I actually wrote a paper. I wrote a paper in college about it, and I used to. I used to get mad about it, but then when you go back and look, like, I don't understand why you go back and you hold Sosa and McGuire out, and yeah, what they were doing at the time they were doing it. It was an over-the-counter legal supplement. Yeah, yeah. Anybody could go grab it. Especially Sosa, right? Because Sosa never got busted for anabolic. Right, yeah. He only got in trouble for that over-the-counter shit. never got busted for either. They they came out and admitted that they were doing Andro when they were deciding that Andro was going to be an illegal substance. It was was illegal in the Olympics, but it wasn't illegal in Major League Baseball. Not not only only on that, it's like uh, I'm a casual baseball fan, but that's like one of my best memories from baseball uh, as a kid growing up was when they were doing the the other like high five together, McGuire and Sosa, they broke the record. I will never forget that shit. Like, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think Conseco should. Be, I know Conseco's bad, but his stats get him in. 
you're everybody's just salty because he was the first guy to be like, yo, look, all Everybody of us are doing it. it. And yeah. you're just pissed because I'm telling the story of what happened. Yeah. And, and you're I can I can yeah. maybe get behind that. Maybe. My issue is how much does the fucking baseball hall of fame matter at this point? Yeah, but it, it's one of the I things- think I'll tell you this. If you've never been to the museum, it's the coolest sports museum I've ever been to. What yeah. what it's, other it's fantastic? I mean, what what real competition does it have? Of course, it's the coolest sports museum. It's the the museum Everybody devoted. Has, to, have you ever been to the College Football Hall of Fame? And I've been that? I've been to the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, that one's cool. And I've been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, but I've never been to Cooperstown. I've been to either, dude. Cooperstown's pretty awesome. Yeah, the Pro Football sweet. Hall of Fame's pretty sweet. The College Football Hall of Fame's kind of lame, to be honest. It baseball. is kind of lame. The problem I mean, that they got with baseball wasn't it's just cool because it's pretty Notre Dame centric, to be honest. But that's mostly why I like it. What <laughs> happened with baseball, though, I think, is that when you made the writers choose between ten guys, and you had these guys falling off that should have been in, it it kind of then everybody's like, well, what's the point? Doesn't make because, it. He legitimizes it. Yeah, dude. When you have guys like, so you're saying like there shouldn't. Who so you're saying there shouldn't be a limit. There should be no limit on how long they can be on the ballot, or no, how many guys can go in each year. On the ballot, but of like a perfect example is Lou Whitaker was off after the first year, and he's probably going to get in on on the next like committee when they do the like retro players. Yeah, he's going to get in on that other committee because statistically. He He's should one be of the in. best second baseman who's ever yeah. played baseball. Yeah, he should definitely be in. And you, you, that's a little Fred bit McGriff, of me Fred being McGriff's a Tigers a perfect fan. Perfect person. You put Harold Baines in before you put Fred McGriffin. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so okay, Pete Rose. He should be Pete in. Pete Rose right? should be in. Yeah, definitely in. Without uh, a doubt, Pete Rose is a no-brainer to me. In insane. fact, in fact, Jesse's brother, Jesse's brother, made a Facebook post about. Bonds and and uh, McGuire and Roger Clemens, those guys, like he said, they should be in. And I said, I think first we need to worry about getting Pete Rose in because Pete yeah. Rose deserves to be in. He didn't do anything that changed the game itself. It for- it'll be an absolute. Here's what I think is going to happen because the guy who is the commissioner of baseball right now was buddies with Seelig. They'll put him in when he's dead. After he he's dies. dead, which is yeah. a fucking sham. It's fucking because bullshit. they don't want to admit their mistake to well, him. No, no, I'll because they're petty. If there's one person who, based on who they are as a person, doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, it's Pete Rose. But based on baseball, he deserves to be in. So I kind of don't mind that they're going to wait till he's dead because I don't want him to enjoy the fact that he's a Hall of Famer. I'd love to see him die without being in. And then he gets in and all of us baseball fans can be like, cool, he deserved to be nope. in. <laughs> I say let him He's in. He's a prick. Let Have you ever heard of talk? He's an absolute prick. I don't know. He should be but in the baseball hall of fame. Randy, jo- Randy Johnson's a super duper prick, and he was first ballot. So. I was up one night. I watched some lot. YouTube videos. I was watching some YouTube videos of Pete Rose's highlight, like real. Oh, oh, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable baseball player. Having him not in the hall of fame is is Charlie. It's a joke. Yeah, People it's, don't play like him no more. Like, no, they don't. He was, he, dude. He was two hundred percent in, like hardcore. It was the Every the only person, yeah. the only person in the history of the sport that could even that you can even mention in the same breath as far as Cal their, No, I was gonna say Ty Cobb. I mean, uh, like those two guys, like Ty Cobb and Pete Rose, are my, 
just different people. They're, my favorite Ty Cobb story. Yeah, ridiculous. My favorite Ty, Ty Cobb story is he was getting heckled by a fan, and he kept he kept got an argument with the guy, and he goes up into the stand, starts beating the shit out of him. The guy has no arms and legs, and he still <laughs> keep or no, he had no legs, he and no the legs. crowd was trying to get him off of him. Good arms, you know. Guys legs. missing like either both of his legs or both of his arms. I think it's it was both, both his legs. legs. It's both and his he's legs. The shit out of him. People in the crowd are pulling him off, and they're like, "He doesn't have legs." And he says something like, "I wouldn't care if he didn't have arms or legs. I'm still kicking the shit out of him." Just keep <laughs> punching the guy. I was like, "Yeah." Still got a mouth. He's running it. So we're yeah. not he got suspended for two games. Yeah, Ty- <laughs> two games. Something yeah. like that. It's I probably like the originator of talk shit and get hit. Imagine that happening in today's league, beating up a paraplegic. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, the world's the world's a little just slightly different now. But yeah, Ty Cobb, uh, Ty Cobb was a psycho. Literal psycho. Twitter with 1902. <laughs> Hold on. Here's his low point. 1902. He was being heckled by a fan. It's listed he as low. To the low crowd point. and beat the heckler, Cloud Lucker, and everyone was watching. After somebody noted that L- Lucker had no hands, no hands. Yeah, I had no hands. He said, "I don't care if he ain't got no feet," and he kept punching <laughs> him until the cops took him out of the stands. I gotta beat go. some dude with nubs. Checking the kids. I'll be right back. Sorry. That's, that's, that's crazy. the thing. Like you're gonna you're gonna take out these guys and you have t- like Cy Young is a horrible human being and he's in the hall. Let him in. OJ Simpson is in the football hall of fame. He murdered somebody. Yeah, but he was in before he was in before he murdered. Ray Lewis? The glove didn't fit, so you must have quit. I hey, listen, Ray Lewis didn't necessarily kill anybody, but he certainly helped cover up a murder. Yeah. Uh, Ray Lewis will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I was just reading about that uh a few weeks back, Ray Lewis is already in, isn't he? Dude, like yeah, you know, so. you know, like the, he retired like eight years ago. He's in. Oh, he was never that was eight years ago. I think Ray Lewis is in. I think yeah. he, yeah. his bloody suit was never found. Like that Ray was wearing that night. Like they dumped it in the fast food dumpster. Oh yeah, super sketch, dude. Yeah, look it up, research guy. It's he's in. Yeah, he's in. Are we talking about Ray Lewis? Yeah. What year did he get he in? Got in? He got in in 2018. Yeah, wow. three three years ago, like I said, when he retired eight years COVID. ago, like I said. COVID's distracting. Yeah, right? We've been in like a three-year time vacuum here. It just seems like Groundhog's Day. When did, when did Marshawn Lynch retire? Is he a Hall of Famer, you think? Ooh, no. You just said something interesting. Groundhog's Day. Okay, I was watching this awesome video the other day, and they were talking about that movie. And they were talking about how long that he was in the loop, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they 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 estimated it out that he was in that loop for 40 years. Oh my god. Because because of all of the things that he learns how to do like the play the piano and right. the, speak the languages the yeah. amount of time it would take for him to do all that and then to get to know each and every member of the of the um the town community and stuff, the way he knew everybody yeah. and all of their actions. So really, uh, 40 years. They said he was in the loop for 40 years. That's pretty like, cool. That's crazy because you don't really think about it. You're just like. Right. Did you ever see the thing where somebody did the uh, 
the research to figure out what day Ice Cube was talking about. In oh yeah, I just good day. yeah, they figured it out. Yeah. Like based on the <laughs> based on the Lakers beating the Supersonics and the air quality index in LA and all that. No smog. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It's pretty and there and uh like no no gun no murders by gun violence and stuff yeah, like, like that. Like all that into a formula. <laughs> yeah, they went they went super in depth and figured out exactly what day it is, which is which some of maybe the, get in. Some of the nerdiest shit. It was possible. thirty-three years and three hundred and fifty days. That's how long oh, it was in that's the how, That's how long it was in the Thirty-three years. That's wild. It's been most of your adult life. Like, yeah. Lynch could Lynch could maybe get in, Caleb. I think I, he's he a lot of touchdowns, man. Um, and he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think he's a Marshawn Lynch. He's he's uh, 29th. He's 29th all time in rushing yards. But he, he never loved the league. Like four, did he? No, he didn't. Nope. He's 16th all time in touchdowns for a running back. That's why I think he gets in. But he's fourth in postseason touchdowns with 12. Yeah, yeah that's so. He just scored, man. He was a touchdown. Okay, here's a good one: Marshawn Lynch or uh, Edelman. Dude, Edelman's all time receiver postseason, man. I think oh, man. Edelman. I think Edelman deserves to be in. Just because of his postseason stats, Edelman. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not even a thought for me. It's Edelman. He's a he's a product of his quarterback, but he Over deserves Lynch? to be in. Yep, hundred percent. Whoa! How many Super Bowls did he win? Like a lot. With Three. Like like a lot. He did win like a lot. That's actually the the exact number. Yeah, exactly. Um, one three, right? At least so. So, on February February eighth, Wes Welker. February 8th, 2016. I just saw this pop up in my memories the other day. That's what made me think about it. Um, I said NFL Hall of Fame class of 2021 is going to be stacked. I said, and then I did hashtag forehead Manning because I hate Peyton Manning. Such Peyton good. Manning, Megatron, and then I put beast mode question mark because he wasn't. we weren't sure if he was going to retire or not. But I don't know. I don't know, if, I don't know if Marshawn Lynch is a Hall of Famer or not. It's pushing it. Sean, it's hard to get in. The, the NFL Hall of Fame makes it really difficult to get in the way that they do it. What did you say, Jesse? Sean McVay beat out Cal- Megatron. Yeah, it's so silly. <laughs> I'm silly. Weren't we just – did I send that to you guys in the group? Of, yeah, like, we, you sent that. I ended, up, I ended up looking it up later. He played quarterback in high school. McVay did. That's what I thought. And then, and then played receiver at Miami of Ohio. Interesting. That is kind of weird. He looks like a short quarterback. He also looks a lot like my boss. If my boss spent way more time in the gym, <laughs> like he looks like like a thick necked version of my oh, boss. Is your boss skinny or is your boss fat? Skinny. He's a, he's a little guy. But Sean McVay's kind of a little guy too. He's just you can like tell five, he, five ten, huh? Five nine. He's short, right? Yeah, I, yeah, McVay, Sean McVay. Yeah, he's probably five nine. Makes it even funnier because Megatron's like six five. Right. <laughs> this is the eye test alone, and, and he tells me that like he beat him for high school. What was it, California Player of the Year or something like that? Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cal, Calvin Johnson's like Mister Georgia. Surprised the Bulldogs didn't recruit him. They tried. Uh, I think they probably did, but yeah, they tried. Georgia so, Tech was still Georgia Tech was a decent program in two thousand three. Still, that was, next year's first year eligibility for the 
NFL Hall of Fame is Joe Thomas. I think he's oh, a first he, ballot. He's wow. in. He's a lock. He's one of the best. Dwight Freeney. Lock. I'm okay. sure Jesse thinks he's a lock. I don't know if Dwight Freeney's a lock. Stats, James Harrison. James Harrison's a lock. And Darrell Revis. Have, Those are your four first players. Roddy Harrison or Marvin Harrison? Marvin. Uh, James Harrison. Uh, James Harrison. From the Steelers. Uh, he put up some pretty gaudy stats. Yeah, James Harrison's. I think all. I think three out of the four of those are locks. I think the only one that isn't a guarantee is Dwight Freeney, and Jesse's going to have a aneurysm. Right now. Dwight had a, a solid ass career as a Colt. Seven year he, Pro Bowl selection. Even his rookie year, he had um, crazy a good amount of sacks. But he kind of petered off at the end, though. Yeah, didn't he? He finished his career with the Falcons. He finished it on the Lions. That was Arizona. 125. Now, he went he went from the Colts to the Chargers, the Chargers to the then 15 he was in the Cardinals, 16 he was on the Falcons, 17 he was on the Seahawks, and then he ended 17 on the Lions. Uh, Lions. Oh, yeah. he did. That's right. He did. I forgot he was a Lion for the That's where people go to die. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, he wasn't even he wasn't even planning on retiring and then he got to Detroit and was like, "Well, I guess I'm going to call it a day." And only eight starts his rookie year. He only started it half the season, and he had thirteen sacks. That's ridiculous. Twenty tackles. Who, who was the other? Who was the other end that was there at the same time? Mathis. Yeah, Robert Mathis. Robert Mathis was a stud too. The Colts yeah. had a couple beasts. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Freeney is a. I don't know if he's a first ballot though. The more I think about it, the more I don't think he gets in right away. PFR PFR Hall of Fame monitor. It says eighty five point five five fifteenth. Among defensive end, average Hall of Fame defensive end is 104.25. So yeah, I guess he is on the bubble according to. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's automatic. I think those other three yeah, are yeah. though. I mean, Joe. Th- if Joe Thomas isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't know who is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that dude, he is. That dude was the picture of consistency on a James bad Harris franchise. He first team All Pro. Let's see how many times he was only first team All Pro three times. Who James Harrison? No, Freeney, and he made seven Pro Bowls. Next next year's NBA, like 2023 NBA class is pretty stacked. I would the NBA the NBA Hall of Fame's a joke too. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not the NBA. It's it's the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Put Kobe in already. But it's Dirk, Dwayne Wade, Tony Parker. Kobe's in. I love Tony Parker for the record. What about KG? Is he in? Yeah, he got in last year. Yeah. Okay. Tony Tony Parker was so much like James Bond. Dude, like Caleb, when we were growing up uh, in like the around that time, like 93, 94, there's this ridiculous talent coming into the NBA, like mid 90s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Brady, Jason Kidd, fucking Shaq, like all those guys. Well, even even some of those guys that started their started their career out really strong and then didn't really like Glenn Robinson and Grant Hill, like. Yeah, that 1994 right. draft class. He just had bad injuries. Kind of that like, 90 that 94 draft class was crazy with yeah. Big Dog and Grant Hill and Jason Kidd, Jalen Rose. Like, oops, sorry. Those were uh, those were some good squads. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, I wish I got some. I wish like hindsight is 2020, but I wish I would have kept my cards and comics books in better uh, condition. You know what I mean? I've I've still got a lot. I've got a bunch of Jordans at my parents' house. 
dude. I, um, I'm like, I had so much good cards and comic books that were probably worth a lot. And, and even video games, like, you know how much you can get for boxes in your video games now? Like, oh, like, dude. What? I threw the boxes away. Like, come on. Like, all right. That's just the one. That's the one that really messes me up is like when we go to we go to like used used movie and video game stores and stuff yeah. and I see the prices on some of those Super Nintendo and Nintendo sixty four games and I'm just like oh my god. Oh, yeah, I, um, I know Todd's probably a little too young for this, but do you remember how much Super Nintendo games were sometimes? Like seventy dollars, remember? Yeah. Just how much you can get for Earthbound? Probably have over two hundred games. Yeah. What's up? You still have a Super Nintendo, Todd? Oh, I have the regular 64. I had every, all of them. I never got rid of anything. I always resold them. I, uh, man, I wish I would have kept my stuff. I probably got four 64s on the other side of this wall. Hell yeah, dude. I have a... Chilling oh, in a box. Why? But why? Picked them up at garage sales. That's what my little, my brother, my older brother, my little brother do a lot of. The 64s, I actually remember buying them. I, a lady had two Super Nintendos, a Sega Genesis, and like six or seven 64s and they were all on yeah, table cheap, didn't and you? it was at like four o'clock in the afternoon and she had games controllers all of it and yeah, i'll take it all right she, she said i said how much would you take if i just bought everything right now because everything on this table and she said 30 bucks i was like here oh you go take it all you could probably sell all that for 10 times as much easily I, I, like oh, one day i was at, i was at work one day and some little kid was like he's probably like oh. six or seven and he was telling me about how he was so excited because he got to go to his grandma's and play the Super Nintendo and play Mario Brothers. And his uh, his mom was like, I don't know, 20. And I just says, hey, I told her, hey, come back tomorrow and bring him with you. And I just uh, grabbed one of these Super Nintendos and grabbed Mario and two controllers and just gave it to him. Uh, and he hey, real, like, quick, Man. real quick, Todd, I got a, a question for you. How old was that kid? Probably like six or seven. How old was his mom? I don't know, like 20. You want to do redo that, man? She was like, yeah, uh, 21, 22. I don't know. <laughs> she was young. Are you implying that she was 13 when she had that kid? Because that's, that's the implications. Like, There's a Carl Malone situation. She was young. I don't know. <laughs> as, you were, as, as you were saying it, I was like, hmm. that is Indiana. <laughs> I asked right. Caleb this question earlier. Oh. Okay. Between. Two movie franchise. There's two trilogies. Which is the best trilogy? Okay. Overall, all three movies weighted in. Right. Okay. Of these two, which which is the best? The um, Rush Hour series. Okay. <laughs> or the um, Beverly Hills Cop series. Ooh. <laughs> Tough man. Right, because he just thought about the third Beverly Hills Cop movie. That's why yeah. I'm gonna. Go. Dude, I was gonna say, did you see let it? Him hit him? Let him answer. Let him answer. I could literally see his see it hit him. I'll go with Rush Hour. Absolutely, that's the correct answer. Back, dude. Yeah, and it's because yeah, Beverly geez. Hills Cop Three sucks so bad. It's pretty. Bad. It just weighs down the trilogy because Rush Hour is overall a better. You great. It would be like if you said. It'd be like if you said Ghostbusters with all the women is the third Ghostbusters. <laughs> so bad. You know how bad so that movie bad. is? Hey, hold on. You want to know how bad that movie is? When they just came out with that box set with the new movie that we went and saw. <laughs> yeah. They the studio went, that movie doesn't exist. 
it's yeah. just these three. <laughs> these are the three. They just left it out. To circle back also and touch on the question you guys asked me earlier. Right. That's what I wanted to finish with. I like a lot of horror movies. Two hours. I like a lot of horror movies. I know Caleb's not really into those, so I'm going to have to probably say, like, one of mine is, like, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's one of those oh. horror movies from the 80s when they, like, suck the Cotton candy. <laughs> the swirly straws and shit. They like stick the swirly straws in there and drink their blood. Um, yeah, I like watching it. Dude, when, when the one clown does the like the hand trip and, and eats the kids. Uh, the actual, yeah, like the shadow, the shadow puppet. So that movie is bad. Yeah, that's one of the, that's a good it's so bad it's good. Yeah, exactly. It's so bad it's good. Like, it's a room type movie. I'm probably like, oh, the room's bad too. Wait a second, the room with, with uh, what's his face? Oh, I don't think I know that. I've seen yeah, that. no, no, no. I thought yeah, you were talking you, about the one. I thought you were talking about the one with. It, you would know um, immediately. I do know what you're talking. I thought you were talking about Brie Larson. That. Oh no! That movie's no, no, just no, called no, no, Room. That, that room is actually the one that James that Franco and Seth Rogen made the movie about, or whatever. Yeah, the Disaster Artist. I I've yeah, seen the Disaster Artist, and I've seen the Room. You're kidding me. The, I did not. No, I did not. It's bullshit. What's the one, what's the one weird oh, movie? Hi. The guy hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. No, I'm talking that about was actually... So my wife on Facebook, you know like how it has like your little... If you look at the profile, like underneath the picture, it says that their little like quote or whatever. Like you can put a little whatever there. Hers for the longest time was, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> because we watched that movie and it was... That's pretty awesome. It was hilarious. I mean, that movie is super funny. The Disaster Artist. It's yeah. so good. I've never even heard of that. I remember that's uh, one of that's, the. First... It's James James Franco and um, Dave Franco, Seth Rogen, Seth and Rogen. it's like about the making of this horrible movie called The Room. My first film class oh, I really... ever took, they showed us that movie, and they're like, "This is an example." Of, of what can go wrong. Do not do in a film. Yeah. Terrible filmmaking. Yeah, it's it, but it's so it's so absolutely bad that it's funny. Like you, yeah. you can't help but laugh at it because like it's so. It's like watching a train wreck. Like you can't look away. It's like, like they did it on purpose. So like you, we, the four of us could go grab a camera from Best Buy tomorrow and maybe film a better movie in a day. Oh, Jesse, they filmed. Jesse and I, Jesse and I have made film. better movies. Yeah, you, yeah, Jesse and I have made better movies than The Room. The Room is pretty room bad. You need to get out of here. But, it, but it's like one of those things that it hits every single stereotype of what is a bad movie. Yeah, like, like the, ways, the ways to screw up. It does all of them. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty amazing. If you ever get a chance, Jesse, you should watch it once. It's, it's called The Room. <laughs> it's called The Room, yeah. The Room. You can find it. I think, it, I think it's streaming. It's on a streaming service somewhere. Yeah, it's on sure. streaming. Actually, I don't know if it is. The last time I looked, I don't think it was. You can, but you can watch it on YouTube. I can, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Get whatever I want. Yeah. It's pretty bad, dude. But it's, it's so bad, it's good. Oh, it's on Amazon. It's actually it's on Amazon Prime. Is it on what'd Amazon you say? Prime? Yeah, what did you say, Jeff? Pizza, I just downloaded that, but I haven't watched it. What was it? Licorice Pizza. Oh, with Philip Seymour Hoffman's son? Yeah, Paul, Paul Anderson movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably check that out at some point. No. uh, Directed it? Yes. Wow. And it's, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son is the the star of the movie. Caleb, raindrops. 
<laughs> white chocolate. Me and my friend at work, we say that all the time. It's like white chocolate, old school. <laughs> well, all right. That's uh that's episode one in the books. Everybody tune in, tune in next time. Keep your eye on uh, on Facebook. That's probably where we'll be the most active, but I think we're gonna start getting stuff out onto the other uh the other socials, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok probably this will probably be up on YouTube like as soon as we broadcast it so it'll be there um yeah and that's that Good stuff, thanks for man. thanks for watching Later on. Later.